Thank you for tuning in to Spiritual Debriefing, a podcast about Christian men living a Christian life in a very unchristian world. With your hosts, Daniel Meadows, Derek Fisher, Randy Bryson, Jed Harris, and Ray Taggart. And tonight's special guest is Autumn Fisher. spiritual debriefing i am daniel meadows and what i up? am randy bryson hey randy hey daniel how are you <laughs> so glad to see you and i'm jed harris hi jed hey jed hey, hello jed. hey who are you, you got a special I'm autumn fisher autumn fisher wow. our guest yep. tonight hi autumn hi, autumn. hi randy <laughs> <laughs> who do you Smiling. belong to Derek Fisher. No, dang Sadly. it. Sadly. <laughs> and I'm here. Derek. Hey, Hi, Derek. Hey, Derek. Good to see you. As always, I'm over here pushing buttons and turning knobs, and I think we're sounding pretty good tonight. So let's get this on the way. Oh, yeah. I'm Ray, by the way. I guess I should say my name. And, oh, that was uh, kind of cool. Ray, by the way. Ray, by the way. <laughs> For all you listening out there, uh, please give us a like, give us a subscribe, and leave a comment if you could. That helps get it spread out to more people. That's how these algorithms work. So even if it's just a comment that says, comment that still helps <laughs> so right. otherwise if you have any questions concerns anything like that you can just leave it on the social media leave it on the youtube or uh, we also have our uh, ray at spiritualdebriefing.com you can send questions or comments to as well and without further ado let's get this on the road do you really push buttons or do you just sit back well, there's a lot of pushing buttons at the beginning. <laughs> I haven't seen him push one button um, yet. So yeah. I think he turned yeah, a lot of There's Autumn. Yes. There's Autumn. Who invited her? All of a sudden, Autumn's mic is gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's Derek's kid. I uh, love it. Mm-hmm. Love Some it. people's kids. That's good. Hey, she jumped in quick. Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we're we'll glad you're stay here. Right yeah. Thank you. How you doing? You doing good? Great. <laughs> so, Autumn, tell us about yourself. Oh, shoot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Five foot two. Thought you were on the spot. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? I don't know. Are you in high school? You're in high school, right? Yep, senior in high school. Senior in high school. There you go. How many more days? Less than 100. I think 98. Mm. Yeah. Count down. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. How many are you going to show up for? <laughs> 95. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Has senioritis are, kicked in yet? Are you going to yes. pass? Since Big last time? year. Since last year. Yes. Are you going to pass? You Hope, yeah, good I grades? think so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I pass. Yes, you better. As long as I make 90 days. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. So what's next? Next steps. Um, this summer I'm going to Iowa to be on a Bible camp and help with the horsemanship clinic. What's that Bible camp? What's the name of it? What's the name? You forgot already? Oh, Village Creek Bible Camp. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll <laughs> cut that Don't part on. Just in case they're listening. So, in yeah. Lansing, Iowa. That is uh, definitely Derek's kid. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And then what? what and then going to U of A to major in animal science. Yay, but boo. Okay. No, I mean, no, that's awesome. <laughs> hey, I just realized you have the orange cord. That's Oklahoma State. That's just a league right there. <laughs> sorry. sorry, ADDDDD. There's, there's a reason he chose that spot. <laughs> can, you, can you put an one right here? Yeah. No. <laughs> what are you going to be doing at the church camp? Yeah. Um, I'm going to help with the horsemanship clinics, get the horses ready for the kids, and help with the teacher teaching the kids how to ride. 
and stuff like that. Being the horse, just taking them, taking care of them morning and night. That'll be fun, huh? Yeah, I'm excited. How long are you going to be there? Uh, two months. All right. I have to be there May 26th, and I graduate May 20th. Okay. So, yeah. pretty soon. <laughs> Six days to enjoy graduation, right. and then yep. off you Pack go. Pack the bags yep. and go. Well, this is the first time away from home. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. For that period, yeah. yeah. And then I come back August 10th. Mm. Oh, wow. So. And college will start? August 15th. <laughs> you know how to keep her out of trouble. Right. Wow. Yeah. I forgot how quick that stuff moves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. should be fun for you. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You excited? Yeah, I'm excited but nervous because I don't know anybody in Iowa, so it's a little nerve wracking. It's all right. They're nice people. They have really good pork out there. <laughs> <laughs> really good pork. Good pork. 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 Yeah, they pork. raise a lot of pigs. They oh. do. They do a lot of our pigs. They're big into the pork out there. Corn as well. I was gonna say I've, I've been to Iowa. Much. Corn. When I think corn. about Iowa, I think about corn. corn. Yeah. corn. But do you yeah. know what <laughs> Iowa stands for? I owe the world an apology. <laughs> <laughs> Up in Minnesota, anyway. Apologize to anybody from Iowa. But that's pretty good. There you go. What do you What do you guys say? Idiots on their way to Arkansas. Oh, okay. <laughs> you will be coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the comments. I, I will not you tag them. Comment. Yeah, I will not tag them. We wanted comments. That's why yeah. I was sure that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can edit it out, right? Yeah. Yeah. For a fee. For a yeah. fee. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer extortion. It sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What other jokes you got? <laughs> That's it right now. <laughs> well, yeah. Good. Good. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. 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 Thanks for letting me be here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so normally, you know, normally we have a topic. Yeah. And uh, this week we're just kind of. Shooting from the hip. Shooting from the hip. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, because free for it's, all like, it's like a tie in. You know, we're going to do a it little is. bit of. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Greg had to adjust my mic. Derek was not <laughs> in the proper spot. It was, it was yeah. pointing a little too high. Okay. okay. It's all good. Yeah, sorry about that. That's Don't why you. we were catching First the breathing. Day on the job. Yeah. <laughs> we were losing all his bass, too. We were losing all the bass in there. Yeah, because uh, uh, the next podcast we're going to have, we're going to have a couple of special guests. So we're giving them time and bring them on in a couple like weeks it. and we'll have the female perspective the mamas we'll have the mamas, mamas in perspective yeah on raising kids we're gonna straighten up yeah yeah, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. right yeah. Like, i'm excited it. about that you know yeah we all know how mamas are important in our lives oh yeah so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like to get that different perspective out there and bring in the mamas pretty excited yeah it's gonna be good i think so yeah, it's going to be good. But then, uh, yeah, Autumn wanted to tag along tonight, and I says, you know. Why not? Why not? Let's do it. I love Here it. Here I am. Yeah, I love let's it. get your side of the story on parenting. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. <laughs> we'll be here for another hour. I know. We don't have enough time to tell you about all the awesome stuff that your mom and dad do. And, right. right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's at the other hour. Yeah. Let me leave the room, and then you'll get the real stories. <laughs> well, while, you, while you were out of the room, we said, Autumn, why are you here? And she said, I don't know. She said, yeah. Okay, so what did you do that needs to be talked about in front of all of us? Right. And then I got scared. She got scared. She got real scared. Have you ever heard of an intervention? <laughs> this is it. She's like, they caught me already. <laughs> Don't admit to it until he asks. No. You. No. <laughs> 
No, that's even worse. Play, play the fit. <laughs> I learned my lesson. <laughs> but when we ask, we always know the answer. At least ninety yeah. percent of the time. Yeah, I learned right. that the hard way. <laughs> that brings up the right to remain silent. <laughs> no, 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 not no, really. That only works with the not, police. Not, yeah, not in this house. Not in this court. Not in this court. Yep, you get down to the family level, it's definitely much more dictatorship and totalitarian. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Everything you say and don't say will be used against you. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that's not, not unbiblical. That's how you're supposed to run your household. It really mm-hmm. is, you know. Mm-hmm. Explain that. Well, you, you know, it is not a democracy in the household, right? Parents are supposed to submit to their children. Wives are supposed to submit to their husbands. That doesn't mean they're subservient to their husbands. We can go into all that if we really want to dig down that rabbit hole. You mean the kids submit to their parents? <laughs> kids submit to their parents. Yeah, yeah you flipped that. But then I said kids submit to parents, and then wives submit to the husband. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. what I thought I said anyway, and that's what I meant to say. But, yeah, the kids submit to the parents, and then the wives submit to their husbands, and the husbands are supposed to you know, lead the household the same way Jesus did, being the humble servant right. of the household. By so, submitting to God. Yeah, by submitting to God. Mm-hmm. So a whole lot of submission going on there. <laughs> there is. Yeah, there is. is. There's yeah. your rules, Autumn. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just do what I say. I mean, how hard is that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. yeah. <laughs> yep, I like it. But your answer is, I always do, Dad. Yeah, what do we say, boss man? That's exciting now. Yeah. And I'm just getting older. I got a senior. I know. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I feel old. Mm-hmm. 98 days away from mm-hmm. well, graduating. Yeah, I mean, you, as a parent, I've, you know, Jed can relate to this too. I mean, he, he, yeah, you, you got one too. I've got a senior. Right and you got two that's already graduated. That's right. You know? <laughs> um, it's kind of scary. Uh, the world's a weird place, you know, and you hope that everything that you do and taught and the lessons they learn that they'll, you know, how to, you know, they'll just learn how to go through life. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm kind of more scared to be honest with you. It's tough to think back and see, did I teach everything I needed to teach to per have them prepared to go out and be on their own and make them decisions and mm-hmm. be the person they need to be. Build our foundation pretty mm-hmm. much. Your foundation. Yeah. We and talk the, about that and all the time. world's constantly yes. changing just enough that it's hard it to is. know if you've got it there. Mm-hmm. It, it does. It, it does. Is. Well, actually, one of the Bible quotes I had just randomly looked at today, and it fits perfect. This is how the Lord works. <laughs> Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places, mm-hmm. right? So, we, you know, again, it's not about the people. Yes, it is the people, but it's truly, it is the, the, the enemy. It is the, all the negative forces fighting against us as Christians, and all they're going to try to do is just make you turn away from God just mm-hmm. a little bit, and that's all they try to do. And, and that's the scariest part, I really think, if you think about it in the end, is the fact that it's, the whole world, as you really mean it, when you say it like that, mm-hmm. is against us. Right. It is. It is. And they'll they'll come at you with a smile on your face, even on their face, and and you know be ready to just stab you in the back or pull off from underneath you. Don't mm-hmm. not trying to scare you, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not too worried because we already ha- we went through problems during high school, so I feel like I learned from those experiences, and that made me a stronger person now. So I'm not too scared as you are, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. And like you said too, that we're always we're always trying to build that better foundation. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you build yeah. that good foundation now. Um, like I've told her too, I says once you go to the university, 
they're going to try to change your mind. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's. They're going to try to, you know, and I've seen it. I mean, we've you all get, seen you it. You go from oh, high yeah. school to university, it's a whole other ballgame. They're going to try to change yeah. your mind. And I said, if you if you stay strong to that foundation, stay strong with God, you know, just fight it off. I think mm-hmm. a, um, I remember my freshman year of college, this was unheard of because it was like a 4,000 level class, like, you know, the senior level courses. And they let me take it for some odd reason, but it was philosophy of religion. And it was taught by a, Methodist, a female Methodist pastor, and this was back in like '09, so you know it was just kind of starting to come mm-hmm. around. So, a female Methodist pastor raised up as a Catholic, married to an atheist, and mm-hmm. he sat in the classes with us, and that was some of the best discussions. I was gonna say discussions, yeah, mm-hmm. discussions yeah. slash debates that I got to have, um, and. I walked out of there with an A, surprisingly, but (laughs) (laughs) probably the only class my freshman year I made an A in. (laughs) 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 But, I mean, it was a good one. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, well, and personally, I think you've got my daughter's way younger, so I'm not too worried yet, but I think a lot of the the fear we have as parents comes from the fact that we were there. It Mm -hmm. happened to us. You know, we're not just dreaming up random stuff. We just, we know we've, We've had things happen that we would love to protect our children from, mm-hmm. which is almost a fool's errand. You right. can't. You can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. But you can prepare them as best you can. You can. I've, I've, I've thought in my, in my, and in, in, as Harmony grows, my plan is to, of course, share with her the mistakes I've made to hopefully tell her what I did wrong and this is how to do better. Hopefully, as opposed to hiding them. I think that's something that may be good, good or ill, but I'm hoping it will be better to share you know, where I've fallen down mm-hmm. as opposed and to I think that saying, helps us out too. If you share like what you've gone through, it helps us learn from your mistakes too. So I think hiding it makes everything worse. Yeah. You have to tell us right. Cause the world what not to of, do and what to do. Yeah. Yeah. The world wants you to hide it, things, yeah. right? They don't want you to talk about right. The, right. the bad things you had done or mm-hmm. did yourself or where you've fallen down or where you've sinned or all that. You're supposed to keep that inside, mm-hmm. not share that with anybody. But, um, and I think that's, I think, that's one of the reasons why I think it's not something good to do is because that's what the world wants you to do. That's not what the Bible tells right. you to do. Yeah. Right. And we yeah. talk about all the time. We're all going to fail. Yeah. I mean, you show your failures and that's how we learn. We learn from our failures. Yeah. If they don't, if nobody knows our failures and how are other people going to learn? Mm-hmm. Let me shoot this out there for you. James okay. Sanders. Shoot. Oh, you actually found here, a quote. Here you go. Don't tell people how to do things. Tell them what to do and let them surprise you with their results. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Teach a man to fish, right? <laughs> yep. I think we do that a lot too in our family. What? I mean, we, 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 we try to teach them certain things and they. Most of the time I don't listen until <laughs> after I go through it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Honestly. 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 She's honest. Yeah. Hey, she's honest. After I go through it, then I'm like, oh yeah, he was right. Okay. Maybe I'll listen the next <laughs> but, time. <laughs> and then you don't. We're all like that, right? I mean, we're all like that. The older I get, I'm like, oh wait, my dad told me that. Maybe I should have <laughs> paid attention. And I think that's why, like, as you become an adult and a parent, you kind of keep going, Hey, listen to me. Look, I've been there. I'm still there going, Oh wait, my dad was right. Listen to what mm-hmm. I tell you. Like, mm-hmm. I think it says that in the Bible somewhere too. <laughs> <laughs> what? That the father's they, always right. They've been saying that since the beginning of time and right. parent kids don't still don't listen. And yeah. that's all right. Parents yeah. are never going to stop saying it. Yeah. But sometimes we don't listen as adults mm-hmm. either. No, we, yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, I agree. Do what? Oh, to kids? <laughs> Do what? <laughs> I don't know. The other day I was telling Nick, I said, you always spit out all this useless information, but I said, I try to keep it, and sometimes it actually comes back, and I needed it. So. Right. My wife always tells me I got two major problems. One of them is I don't listen, and I don't remember what the other one is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised yeah, you heard funny. the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I usually tune out at the you don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, what'd you all say? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so what do you want to be when you grow up? A veterinarian. Large animals. Large animals, yeah, right? Hi. You're making yeah. that clear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Large, yeah. Animals. large animals. Oh, you don't want to do fish? No. <laughs> no. no cats or dogs? No chickens. No oh chickens. my gosh. Chickens. Hey, I'd I'm put just, that thing down. No, I'm bringing my... I'm, Every chicken I have, I'm bringing to you. Well, they I don't won't know come back alive. I don't like chicken nuggets. Yeah, I like chicken nuggets. They'll be fresh. I like chicken nuggets. Yeah. Yep. The oh, same sorry, thing Harmony sorry, wants to do. Tenders. She mm-hmm. wants to be a veterinarian too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least for now. She's eight. So. Yeah. <laughs> that may change. That, yeah. It and you're, and you're working at the vet place right now, aren't you? Yep. In Salem Springs. Every Saturday. Mm-hmm. How long have you been there? About two years. I've been entering there for about two years, and I just got a paid position this year in January. All right. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If Ray had a button of clapping, we'd do that. But, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we used to have the one with buttons, but he would never yeah. do it. No. Nope. nope. You gotta be cool. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll give you so guys what you, buttons. Someday. What do you do there? Um. So I usually I help out the doctor whatever she needs like the supplies and then I'll load the cows off the trailer put them in the alleyway, um. And then sometimes like last Saturday I did something new. I'll enter calls. Um, That's I, new for you. Yeah, answering the phone calls was new oh, okay. for me. Um, at the vet clinic and talking to the patients, what's wrong with their animals? Some more one-on-one work. Um, but usually t- I'm helping out back with the horses and the cows and just whatever the vet needs to get done. Cool. So go for it. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And, and if like she it. comes home, she's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm covered in. <laughs> covered yeah. in yeah. crap. Yeah. <laughs> Head to toe. Yeah. It is. But I love it. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I was waiting on it. wasn't me this I was time. waiting on it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you love it though. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Every you time I come to... home, I'm it's with a smile. Yeah. Yep. Good. Yeah. Good. And even now you're there. Till three or four o'clock in the afternoon, they close at noon. Yep, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. So that's you good. just do that on Saturdays? Yes. Yep. Stay that way through, stay that way through college? Yes. Yes. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because school's first. Right. Yep. Good. Oh, she knows that. That's yeah. like day one. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah, I'm I like, know. what is your number one job? School. School. <laughs> School. School. Mm hmm. It's not my favorite job. Well, that's why they call it a job. <laughs> <laughs> it is none of our favorite jobs. Yeah. Yeah. That way, when you get Randy done with loves school, school, then you'll have the right job. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You'll still have that smile. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I'm done with school. <laughs> She'll have a smile. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's exciting to see, see her grow like this and see her dream. And, like, you know, that's where we come from is we like to dream. You know, we we dream for something and shoot for it. And I, and I think, you know, even as a parent, I think that's important for us as parents is to know your child's dream. Yeah. And that's what I told her. I says, you know, what is your dream? What do you want to do? What do you want to be? And we had that discussion and she's like, I want to be a veterinarian. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. You know, me as a parent, I says, I'm going to get you all the way wherever you need to do, whatever you need, you know, whatever you need. And 
you know, I, I told her, I said, well, you, you go through your four years of animal science and then you go to vet school. I said, vet school is going to be very hard. It's going to be difficult. You're going to feel like quitting. Yeah. But as long as I know what your goal is and that's your goal, I'm going to, I'm going to be there for you. You know, I'm going to push you. I'm not going to let you quit if that's your goal. And I think that's very important for us as parents to realize that our kids goals and our kids dreams and to be there for them and mm-hmm. to push them and, and to get them to where they want to be because sometimes you know even like i mean i don't know i mean i guess i was a little different but you know my my biggest dream is when i was a kid was be a cop right that was my biggest dream that's all i wanted to do i didn't care you know i didn't have to go to college i didn't have to do this because i knew where i wanted to be and uh you know my you know my parents knew it too they knew that's what i wanted to do you know they tried to do everything they possibly could do to get me there but a lot of that was on me and a lot of that was on self-discipline well and i think that's very important is you can't have somebody else pushing you all the time because then you don't want to do it for yourself mm-hmm. so then yeah. i think there's a super fine line with as parents you can't push your kid too hard or they don't want to do it you yep. have to let them as a person figure out what they want to do so they can drive for it right and work for it right so yeah and that's, a, that's why you need to be careful as parents is you can't drive them don't push them too hard yeah, me so. and Haley had a long discussion last night. Since I wasn't here last night, we we talked for about two hours, and she was, she knows kind of what she wants to do. She's got a couple of different dreams. I mean, she hasn't been like Autumn, and this is what I'm doing. I told her last night. I said, "Do what's going to make you happy, whatever it is. Don't shoot for the one that's going to make you rich, because rich ain't going to make you happy. Pick your dream, follow it, and I will support you." 100% in whichever direction you're mm-hmm. going and right and lots of things come up after I told her that that we hadn't never really kind of discussed before <laughs> and I think but, I think I think kids need to hear that too and you I mean you can stop me if I'm wrong but they need to hear that support from the parents on their dreams and their goals oh, yeah. you know and, and they're, yeah and they're not your dreams they're your goals it's your child's dream or goal mm-hmm. you know yeah it um, is. And that's where, that's why we sat down that one night and I says, what do you want to do? Like, where do you want to be? Not what I want you to be or what I want you to do. Where, where do you want to be? Right. Yep. You know, I think that's very important for us to do that with our kids is to let them pick what they want to do. You know, mm-hmm. I see a lot of parents push, push, push to what, push the what, they, want. what the parents want. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to go to this college. I want you to go do this and I want you to go do this. Well, I think it's going to be a struggle for that kid, you know, yeah. um, you know, and then you, you did apply to all kinds of different colleges Yeah, and, and, I got, you, and you made that choice and I got scholarships from different colleges too, but I declined them just cause I wanted to go to this certain one mm-hmm. that I want to go to. We yeah. kind of let you make that choice on your own. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. I, in the beginning I'm like, no, Autumn, I don't want you to go there, but you know, well, <laughs> yeah. I had to sit back too and say, all right, you yeah. you pick. And well, and then hard. when you let go of that, then I'm like, okay, then I'll go I'll listen to dad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't say dad's right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he backs down. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like you said, it's a fine line of between being the the slave driver and being the cheerleader, right? Because you want to be there to support when they fall back, when they fall down, and not necessarily constantly shoving. Right. 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 That's right. that's like what I'm imagining and getting from it. Again, my daughter's eight, so right now it's all just you know it's completely different on her end of things but yeah but and, and we're all different too i mean i know me and randy like i love the motivational speakers yeah i love that you know yelling at my face and telling me 
you know, you're lazy, get up and do something, mm-hmm. you know, don't hit snooze or, you know, you're a procrastinator. You know, I, I, I like that. I, that's how I drive on. Some people don't like that. I don't. Personally, right. don't. Right. <laughs> don't do and that. Your, and your mom doesn't either. <laughs> no. You know? Good luck. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. No. <laughs> and we have to understand what kind of person they are, too. You yeah. know, I, I like that stuff, and, you know, she don't. So I can't be yelling and screaming in her face and and, and say, you're lazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a long fight. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think we all all need the right type of cheerleader. Yeah, I mean, even as a, even as adults, even as right. parents, you know, getting that that positive reinforcement from your spouse or even from your own children of just you know whatever whatever you're trying to do or whenever you do something, um, you know that that is beyond just the normal that yeah. we're supposed to do. You know? I, have a, like, I have a question for, though for you guys: who pushes you, like who? for your goals? Like I know everybody has goals in life. Like who pushes you now? Like as an adult, because it's not your parents anymore. I don't think. Like who motivates us? Yeah, to who reach motivates on? you? Yeah, your mom. Uh, <laughs> you're not funny. <laughs> yeah, but it is. We, we, we don't have the Jeremy. Hey, has a your mom joke in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> mom joke in the Bible, but um, uh, no, my, it's my wife too. That's yeah, that's uh, who pushes me. Is my wife? Absolutely. Yeah, because uh, even even sometimes she knows when I'm like down and out or or being lazy or you know doing certain things that is not my character. Yeah, and she'll call me out on. And she'd be like, "Yeah, because you need it sometimes. Right. We all need and, it." And yeah, yeah. Well, she does, and she calls me out, and she goes, "No, you're you're better than that." Yeah, and well, that's not the man I married. And she, you know, she said that a couple times. Yeah, I'm not. That's not the man I married. And I'm like, "Well, you're right. You're right, man. I gotta, I gotta do some step it up. Yeah, look at myself. You're, you're the right. There's the picture of him that last <laughs> time. <laughs> right. Yes, he was lighter. He weighed way less. Yeah, I'm twice as much man now. Right. I would say that's true, but I say. Even Autumn, as you as a child in the house, I think our children pushes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even they without do. without even saying anything, it's just you being there. Now, I was hoping yeah. she wasn't here when you Ow. said that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, they do, and that's what we do as men too. Yeah. Why do Why do we go to work? Why do we you know support our families? It's for our kids and for our wife. Yep. Right. That's why we go and do those things, and uh, we want to give our kids every opportunity that they can have possibly and that's why we do the things we do that's what drives us too much that's what drives us <laughs> what we sometimes we it. give too much we do we can't help it you yes. want to you want to uh, provide them with everything you can yep. right and we talked, no about comment. That. we talked about that last time where <laughs> did. sometimes too much is yeah. is a cure curse mm-hmm. yeah like you said sunday if you do too much you're not there that's right mm-hmm. that's right that was a good sermon by the way thank you you're thank welcome you. so no, for me, yeah. what motivates me is just um, knowing that I haven't reached my full potential that God's called me to do yet. How do you know that? Because I know God's called me into full-time pastor, and I'm not there yet. Um, I'm still bivocational. Um, so, and, and I know it's not just like youth ministry is what he's called me to for a season. Mm-hmm. That's not my long-term calling from him, you know. Because I love preaching, I love teaching, right? I love pastoring when I can, um, and so that's that's where I'm looking to, and, okay. and what I'm striving for, um, and and you know Taylor's pushing me along there, um, so. Just because there's not a close cowboy church yet. <laughs> Actually, there is. <laughs> there is one in Silo. Yes, there is. That is currently pastorless. 
Mm-hmm. That's kind of close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a ways from where you and are. And they have though. an arena too. They do have an arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lovely drive at five o'clock in the morning, though. <laughs> there's nobody else out on the road. Yeah, yeah but, but we are. Um, <laughs> one of my goals too is to to own land. Like that's always been a dream of mine is to to ranch and own land. And actually, my big dream that I've always wanted to do, um, which actually sparked a question, was to be a PBR stock contractor. Mm. And so, is there a dream that's too big? No. No. Yes. Oh, because, okay. okay. Here we go. I don't think so. But I, I think so. Your because when you're a big when you're a big dreamer, you're gonna fail and you're gonna be disappointed in yourself. So you have to have realistic dreams too. You can't but, you can't dream too big. Yeah, but those failures are gonna help you grow. Mm-hmm. Those failures are gonna push you to to get to your big dreams. That's that's the thing is that sometimes yeah, you don't if, understand is that. So here here's for example. I'm gonna here here's here's my example, and this is what I've gone through. And this is what I know is that my biggest dream was to be that cop, right? It took me almost four years to but become. But that's a, a realistic dream. That's not like. That's not, that's a big dream. That's a big dream. Not everybody can. <laughs> not everyone, yeah, can, not do everybody can do it. Right? Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Not everyone okay. can be a police officer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah. that's what I yeah, tell people. I, I says, you know, the hiring process of being a police officer is, and a lot of people don't know this, is that, you know, the first thing you got to do is a physical test mm-hmm. and a written exam. If you don't pass any one of those things, you don't get to go any farther. So, like for me, when I'd go do it, um, you know, one time I'd failed the physical test, couldn't run the mile and a half fast enough, and then I'm like, okay, I got to try harder. I'm going to run more. I'm going to run faster. So the next time I go there, I pass the physical test, but then I couldn't pass the written. And then I'm like, okay, what do I need to study for this? And everyone says, is this common knowledge? Well, how do you study common knowledge, right? <laughs> right? You know, so. You ought to know. Right. You, you, should, you should know it's this common. stuff. It's funny. <laughs> Same but, reason why we teach common sense in school now. Right. Yeah. Right. We need it. And so yeah. I tested for multiple agencies. Right. You know, so everyone had their different scores and their different things that you had to do. Yeah. The fastest run that you had to do in a mile and a half was the Phoenix Police Department. And I can't even remember what it was. Like, I don't know. I want to say like 11 minutes and 50 holy, seconds or something. Holy smokes. That's it, fast. I mean, I don't know. It was super fast. A mile and a half, super fast. That was the fastest run in any agency in Arizona. Um, and so I tested for them and failed the run the first time. Yeah. But was able to pass it, I don't know, second, third. I don't remember what time. Because I tested almost four years straight. Yeah. Um. And then I'd get to another spot in the, you know, the background. They're like, well, you, uh, well, this doesn't look right. I'm like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. But anyways, so that, so for almost four years of testing and all those times of failing made me stronger because wow. it, made, it made my goal even better and stronger because I wanted to shoot for it. And because I said, no one's going to stop me from completing my dream. Nobody. And that's the way our mindset should be. You know, I just heard today too that Michael Jordan missed 9,000 shots, nine or whatever it was, like 9,000 yeah, right. shots. Yeah. But he's one of the best basketball players in the world. Mm-hmm. So you're going to miss that many times and still be the best. So that, that, that shows you your failure. Yeah. So like for me, I did everything that I could possibly do. And and it was funny that I started working at the police department as a, as a, a civilian. So I started off with their CSI division. Right. And 
Um, I started off volunteering there, like oh, what Autumn's doing right now at the vet. I started volunteering, get my name out there, saying, hey, I, I want to be an officer, you know, whatever. Any, anything I could get my foot in the door. Yeah. And, and so I did that. And then I got a pay position there as a contract civilian. Um, so almost what you're doing right now, finally got paid two years later. Apple doesn't far fall for, fall from the tree. <laughs> no, no, it yeah. doesn't. And I know I that know took a long time yeah, to get that sentence. I know these struggles because I lived them, and I know what they're all about in these in these dreams. And like Jed knows all the time, I dream big. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it came down to two agencies, and I got and I passed both. Well. Let me rewind a little bit. I did the I did the volunteer, got paid, and then there was a position that opened up in the jail. So I started off. I got that position in the jail. So I started off in the jail, and then during that time, I think I worked there Is that right? one or two years. I think two years. I worked in the jail for two years, and I told my wife, I says, "I'm going to go test one more time. If I don't become a, you know, if I don't get it this time, then I guess I'm not meant to be a cop." Mm-hmm. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't, this can't be my last time. But I tested for both agencies, made it all the way up to uh, the background check. And it was funny because the Phoenix agency calls me and says, hey, we'd like to offer you the job, blah, blah, blah. You passed all the tests. But I see that you applied for Glendale at the same time. I'm like, yeah. Um, and they go, well, I, I think Glendale's going to pick you up they're going to hire you as an officer and I'm already working for Glendale jail. And I'm like, I don't care. You know, whoever picks me up, I don't care where I go. <laughs> and I'm like, and I was telling the back, I remember her too. I, I think her is like detective Williams. And she goes, well, I know we really like to have you. I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd prefer to go to Phoenix. You know, there was thousands of officers, a bigger town. Mm-hmm. Well, if something don't work out with Glendale, you just call me, you know? <laughs> so like a week later, that the background investigator calls me from Glendale and, and goes, okay, yep. Uh, why don't we meet at this day and go up there in his office and here's your, here's your job offer. This is when you, when you start the Academy, la la. And I'm like, Oh, True. I just made it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like it was so amazing. And, and, and it was funny because I'm like, okay, now the police Academy, it was down in Phoenix and that's where all the agencies went. You know, and I was like, okay. And I lived way across town. I'm like, how's this gonna work out? I mean, it's so far, but I don't care. I I don't care. I'll, I'll make it work. Well, they said that was a time that Glendale built their uh, big training facility, and they says, well, you guys are gonna be guinea pigs. We're gonna have our first academy class there, and that was only 15 minutes away from the house. All right, awesome. <laughs> So we were the first and the only academy <laughs> class out of that. But what, can I can I say something? What did you do? I know, I know. Yeah. So when you're following your dream, were you close to God at that time too? Yeah. You were. Mm-hmm. And I think my issue too, when I was struggling, was when you dream too big, I push away God. Like mm. that's that's my one of my issues. Okay. So that's why I'm saying like if you dream too big, you're not. That's unrealistic. I feel like. Hmm. It depends. I could see it depends on what type of dreams you're talking about. And, and there are, there are times where I could definitely know what you'd mean by that. You know, when I was out in Hawaii, we, I was 
our dream was to get our own farm out there and get our own bit of land out there and have right. our own little piece of something. And to to do that, it, it morphed and changed because my wife got sick and then the job I had been working did, wasn't panning out anymore. So I had to find a new job. And, you know, working for a couple of these different farmers out there, you know, they, they couldn't afford to pay me enough. So in my mind, I was like, I got to get them to a position where they're making more money because then they can pay me more money. That was in my mindset. And that's why I put in so many hours. I wasn't godly at that time. I wasn't going to church, but I gave up lots of family time. I kind of, you know, I was literally working 70 hours a week away from the house, you know, sun up till sundown to try to chase a dream. And it took a few years and my wife and I had a rough, rough patches through that too, before, you know, we were like, okay, this, you know, is this, is the, it was a failure in the end, but it's, it, I definitely, I gained things from it. I learned things from it. And, and to the point of one of the issues, I think that is different from our generation and the current generation is. I don't want to say you're taught not to fail, but you, you, they don't allow you to fail, right? Everybody yeah. gets participation trophies. Right. Everybody yeah. gets a ribbon. Everybody, so there is no failure anymore. So then there is this fear of failure that gets, and we were on the cusp of that. Like they were even starting to do that type of stuff with our generation, right? Like, well, yeah, I, I, I think that's true because that's how I am. Like I'm afraid to fail too. I don't yeah. want to fail. Yep. You go look but, at anybody yeah. out there who is super successful. They failed. They, they failed, failed a lot. Yeah. Right. A lot. You see the success they had. And you're like, I want that. You didn't yep. see the five, six times before that mm -hmm. that they just yeah. fell flat well, on their yeah, face. Right. Yeah, we don't see that. Well, and that's what's gonna. And that's what determines, right? I mean, we listen to this all the time, Randy. You know, you know, from a winner aspect of this, and the and the motivational stuff is that everybody's gonna get knocked down. What separates you is how how, how fast you're gonna get back up. How fast you're gonna fight. How fast are you going to go yeah. shoot for that dream? Yeah, I'll shoot these out here. Don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid to. Uh, Betty, this what? Do what? No, you sound like, like, like Autumn, yeah. man. <laughs> Don't be afraid Making to fail. Hard. <laughs> Don't be afraid to fail. Uh, failure. Be afraid of petty success. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Little and success. I'll, yeah. And I'll throw this out here too. Struggles are required in order to survive in life, because in order to stand up, you got to know what's fault. Uh, you got to know what falling down is like. Mm -hmm. You have to. You have to. Yeah. I mean. Because if you don't know how it is to fail or to fall down, then your expectations are way too high. Yeah, I, I believe that that you you know your expectations are going to be like, oh, everything's going to be perfect. But when when it, when failure does come, you're going to know how to handle that. You're going to okay. go, okay, this didn't work. You know, there's tons of business owners out there and successful people that have failed at other businesses. Mm -hmm. What they do, they started another one up. They went and they kept moving. They kept moving forward. We, we owned an ambulance company that my stepmom started in 94, ran it till 2018. She wanted to run a tanning salon on top of that. So we opened that and we ran it for two years and shut it down. Right. You know, but we had this successful ambulance company that kept going well past the tanning salon. And, and that was the thing was we were like, we're good at this, but you know, yeah, this was your dream. But <laughs> But we, yeah, we how, weren't going to be able to succeed. How do you know if you're going to fail if you don't try? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You you miss every shot you don't take. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's hard you to know. step out on that limb every once in a while and take yeah, that it lead. Is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's where it's at is it's that fear of failure. Mm -hmm. We have a fear of failure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I it's agree. a fear. Yeah. Yeah, but you got you to switch that around and have a healthy fear of failure. Yeah. 
It has to be a healthy fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I you mean, know, like, what does right. that look like? Yeah. You got to know what's going to happen. Yeah. You got to know. Something gonna I, mean, be handed to I think right. of like the, the best bull riders out there. They know they're going to get bucked off. They yeah. know they're going to break bones. They know they're not going to win championships, but they're going to fight every day yeah, to be the best in it. the world mm-hmm. to win the NFR, the PBR, whatever it is. I mean, they're going to fight. They're going to get in the practice pen. They're going to ride the practice bulls. And that's the same with us. We're, we're going to, we got to fight. We got to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and we got to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to fall off. You're going to get bucked off the horse, whatever. <laughs> it's going to happen, but you've got to get back up. Did you hear the interview uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Remember that one? May have. It's been a while. I listened to it again today. And, you know, he, he is, he yeah, is, he's yeah. gone through a lot too. And he, and his, he, his, what he says all the time is that I never had a plan B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always had a plan A because there's nobody going to stop me to, to, to complete my plan A, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and he goes, failure is going to come with it. You know, that's what he said too. He goes, I wanted to be, you know, world champion bodybuilder. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to, you know, the farthest he can go, he wanted to be president, but the farthest he could go is be governor of California. Yeah. So during all of those times he struggled he, he, he got told no multiple times on movie sets. Mm-hmm. No, we don't want you. We, we don't want a muscular guy. We don't want a guy with an accent. We don't got a guy that can't speak very well. But now look where he's at. Because yeah. of those failures along the way, and I think those are healthy failures. Because what he did, he goes, there's no plan B for me. Yeah. There's plan A. And then when I failed here, I just kept going and I kept moving. I think that no should be more of a motivational than a disappointment. It is. Yeah. And you say that all the time, Randy, is that, you know, people say no. They though, the, what did they say? Yeah. No. Well, no. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No is not an option. But with your dream, too, you got a plan. Yeah. Right. You have yeah. to. You've got a dream. But it has to be if, God's if, plan. You can't make a huge dream for yourself. It's not God's plan because it's going to fail. So let me ask you this question. Okay. <laughs> if the dream is placed in your heart. If, if that's your dream, if your dream is to be a vet, right, is that God's will? I think so, yeah. How do you know? Because he put that in my heart. And he said, everything, he lined up everything for me. Because like at the vet clinic, when I asked the intern, they said no. <laughs> oh, they did? <laughs> yeah. That's weird. But I don't think no for an answer. So, <laughs> right. Right. so I told them I needed, the, I needed the hours for vet school, and then they let me intern. Next yeah. thing you know, I paid position. And now I have this passion to work with these animals and talk to the patients. But I want to I want to bring this up real quick because this is very interesting to this whole story. Oh, is geez. that when you talk about God's will? So <clears throat> we first got the horses and we didn't have a trailer or nothing, so we right. had to get a vet out there to get Coggins, right? right? Oh yeah, that's a good story. Days. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a good story because <clears throat> we called we called vets all over and they're like, yeah. oh, we don't do house calls. You have a shoot? No, we don't have nothing. So we did call the Siloam one and they sent out Doctor uh, McCarver. Doctor McCarver, which very rarely ever goes on house calls house for calls, Coggins. Yeah. yeah, they don't do that anymore. Yeah, barely. they don't, they don't, he don't do that. Yeah. Cause, Cause he's, it's so hard. Unless it's for emergencies only. Yeah, yeah it was it. an emergency. Yeah. So he happened to come out and Autumn's there. So they get talking conversation. Yeah. And what did he tell you? That they have intern positions available at the vet clinic. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you, why don't you come and do that? So I so think I, that's what started that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I think it's just a great thing. And I think, for us and I think for Autumn too and you talk about God's will and that's what you know your dream I think God lines a lot of things up and exactly. God puts people in your life to go and motivate you on that dream 
Yeah. And I didn't realize that until I guess recently, like last, like this year, I've been struggling with this is my goal because I always wanted to be a horse trainer. Like that was my first goal in mind is train horses, and that's why I got that job at the ranch is so I can learn more about horses. But I wasn't happy, and I that wasn't my will. I guess that wasn't God's plan because I was always upset. I was always disappointed in myself because I wasn't where I wanted to be. So that's when I realized this vet, this being a vet is God's will for me, God's plan for me. But we got to also think, too, that maybe those dreams that we fail at may have been God's plan as well because that gives us the strength to move on. And we learn from those failures. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I learned yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah. I think he, <laughs> so so when, we, when we move on, and I'm going to give you the motivation one right now because I'm going to hold off because this is going in the same direction. When life puts you in a tough uh, situation, don't say "why me." Say "try me." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So and know well, that God will come with you wherever you go exactly. to. I, yeah. Yeah. And, but know? I think too, like back to to God's will and figuring all that out was, you know, I I'd always wanted to be a cop. That's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And when I left ministry for those two years, I went into the law enforcement side of things, and I was miserable. And I think God, even though that is not His his big will for your life um, in certain areas, he allows you to step into that to see where you need to be. And learn for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. He, you know, he allowed me to get into that to see that, no, that's not what he wants for me. And that's why I was miserable. And that, yeah. th- and that was the same thing for you at the ranch, I think. Was yeah, that, but I loved it. But at the same time, it was like, this is not for meant for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. you know, you know, especially as Christians, you know, you know, when you're doing something that you're like, oh man, I just... I don't know. I don't think this is you're what not your full potential you, yeah, yet. Yeah. You're not yeah. you're not reaching who you're mm-hmm. who you're meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you're when you're talking to God and you're in God's word, you know, we always talk about, you know, it makes his plan. Yeah. I don't know. I mean just it highlights his plan for you more. Makes yeah. it clear. It does. Yeah, it makes yeah. it clear. It does. Yeah. And I think people having trustworthy people around you too to to help mm-hmm. reaffirm that in your yeah. life and we drive each other yeah we i mean it, we do <laughs> i mean if we wouldn't be around this table if you didn't drive each other <laughs> right yeah, right i'll do right chug a load, chug yeah. a load. right <laughs> mm-hmm. but also too to add to that god will probably put you in a position where you can have that as your mission field make you feel comfortable yeah. you know so yeah that goes to my next quote your testimony in jesus christ isn't just what you say it's who you are Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they may be seeing something in you that they're helping you to grow into as well. Yep. Yep. And I think we need to be like that as parents too, is, is, is encouraging our kids all the time and, and like being the cheerleader, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if they have that goal and they're that dream, we don't need to be negative Nancy yeah. and be like, you're not good enough to do that or you're not capable or you're not smart enough. No, I mean, we need to be encouraging. Be like, hey, I know you can do it. Hey, good job, Autumn. Right, right. (laughs) Yep, help them with the process. As as I've mentioned and I've I've been saying it since I heard it, you know, you can set a goal for yourself. But you, again, and this is not my quote. Again, I'm stealing. I don't remember who said it, but you're not going to, you can't just rise to a goal. You need to, you will fail to the process if you don't. You need to say, this is what I want to get. What are the steps? How do I get there? Mm-hmm. What do I got to do? What grade do I have to have? What school do I have to go to? How many hours do I have to put in? Those are all things that you put in place and you plan and you work and you can get there. Well, just like last night, you know, this whole week I was staying up till one o'clock studying for a Chem 2 test 
and mom she helped me last night to study for it too because she knew how important it was to me to pass this test so mm-hmm. i can be able to pass that class this year mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> it's uh. kicking my butt <laughs> well, i picked colby up from track practice today and when he was coming back and his phone went crazy and he's getting text messages from the drama group and uh drama is kind of one of his things yeah he likes drama yeah he likes yeah. drama yeah the kid that graduated last year uh his name was tanner he got another post on him somebody had sent a message he already had a position at jbu in a program before he graduated high school so now as a freshman he told me he said Tanner has already produced all the music and I don't know two or three different things for this play that's coming this weekend. This kid's good. I said, "Sounds like Tanner's really going to go somewhere." Kobe said, "Yep, I think he'll make it real good on Broadway or something." I said, "Yeah, or he won't go nowhere, as long as he just keeps trying." I said, "Sometimes just following your dream and working hard, you might not ever get noticed until." Right before you die. Right. Yeah. Or but, even after. Or, or even, even after. after. Even so, I mean, there's a lot of scientists who don't get noticed until after. And keep that push all the way through. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a buddy. I just seen the video yesterday. Haven't seen him in a long time, but they, uh, his boy plays football for uh, Bentonville. And, boy, he got his long-time dream. He sat down and signed with OSU football yesterday. And, boy, I – Every video they post on their football, you just see how hard that boy works. The coach is sitting here going, well, I had him on offense and defense every second of the game he was playing. I'm glad he chose wisely. <laughs> you know what? what? <laughs> now i got a re- now I got a reason to watch so much you. So. But, no, that's awesome. I mean, I, I told Amanda I'm not ready for that, but I'm, I'm ready for her to succeed, you know. I mean, i got two years before she even thinks about college. But, well, I mean, the process of going to college at that point, but – I was like, man, it's just awesome to see kids just sit down and follow their dreams and see how much hard work they put so in. Say that hard work, that dedication. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I just, I'm not a big fan for kids that just get handed to them. And yeah. there's no, there's no, I it'll, don't know. It'll there, fall there, apart. Yeah. They've shown it over and over again. Exactly. It's a generational wealth thing is a good example of that because you can look at routinely families who, unless they get to a certain level of wealth, usually within just two generations it's gone because the the kids of the the you know the first generation that gains the wealth they typically work hard for it they accomplish things they build something mm-hmm. usually the next generation is okay at maintaining it but they didn't have to build it so they don't know how to build it right and then you get to that third generation that doesn't know how to maintain it and doesn't know how to build it right and that's when it typically mm-hmm. all falls apart yep. And it even happens to some of the you know the wealthiest people in history. Their families, at a, a certain point, they're just gone. It's it's yeah. all gone. Well, so, it's like your grandpa's ranch in Colorado. Nobody knew how to take care of it, or mm-hmm. yeah, that, and know. all they wanted was money. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. I had a <laughs> but ball. you know, even that, even that young man too. I mean, we can talk about all of our kids. It's that heart. Yep. Right. I don't. We don't care where you come from. What you know. You know, or anything. Yep. If you have that heart to do it, you're gonna you're gonna succeed. Oh yeah, you'll succeed. Mm-hmm. I've seen it over the last two years with my my daughter with this wrestling. I I figured the first little throw down, smack down, whatever to 
pain that she got, she was going to throw the towel in. But, boy, man, two years later, she's reversing the roles and giving everybody else a little bit of pain, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, my goodness. It's, it's it, cool it's, to watch, too. <laughs> it, it is. It's clicking it's in. And I'm yeah. like, she's having fun now. I mean, it's not all dad just yelling at her, you know. But it's it's like, man, it's it's sure nice to see things when they click in and they work hard. They get what they want in life. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So I, I don't think you can dream too big. That's my opinion. That's there's no your opinion. That's my, <laughs> that's my opinion. I don't think you can. Yeah. Because there's nobody who's going to stop you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and if you fail and give up on the dream, that's just you giving up. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've yeah. always said you, you actually you ne- you never truly fail until you stop trying. Right. That's when you actually fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you might true. say, oh, I failed. Oh, you done then? Because then, right. yes. But if yeah. you're going to try again, no, you haven't failed yet. You didn't fail. You, you, yeah. You're still you on your way. You setback. What, yeah. what does Eric Thomas say? We, we don't stop going until the dirt's over us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They yeah. just keep going. I got one from BT right here. I was about to say, don't cry to give up. Cry to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And if that dream is unreachable, you're still gaining. Yep. Yeah. If you never give up. Yeah, but so, I, don't think, I don't think there's a dream that's unreachable. Well, I was about to say, what makes it unreachable? Yeah, I don't think there is. If, if you keep striving, man. Um, if you keep striving. I have an example. You keep moving forward, but yet you sometimes your mind, you set that goal a little farther out, too. Yeah, I mean, because I think... Of, I mean, I'm thinking like Autumn. I'm thinking yeah. that big, big dream. Because I think of like <laughs> in the... Like yes, Autumn. A few of us are, are on the weight loss journey, right? Trying to Trying to lose a little bit of weight get back in shape no that's the truth of myself and you know because like some of when, when i think about that because i've had several people that over my journey have asked how did you get to where you've dropped 50 pounds 30 pounds mm-hmm. whatever to feel the way you do and i just had to tell them like on that because what happens is a lot of people they set the big goal you know right. they, they see themselves right. they're like oh i weigh I weigh 200, like for myself, it was like, I weigh 275 pounds. I want to be down to 225. I'm going to lose all this weight, 50 pounds, whatever. That's not realistic at the moment. So it was like, okay, this week I'm going to lose two pounds. Mm -hmm. I lost my two pounds. This week I'm going to lose two pounds. I lost my two, you know, and it just kept building up. Right. Right. And, and so I don't know, like, I think you can in that aspect set too big of a dream because then it's like. Oh, yeah, that's I what I want to get to. Yeah. And I was like, when I said, oh, I'm just going to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to get down to 225. I haven't reached 225 yet. And when I first started, I was like, oh, this is miserable. I'm not going to make it. And I would give up, mm-hmm. you know, but then I remember my mama didn't raise no quitter. And so <laughs> I get back into it. And, but I mean, that, but that is, I see a lot of people on that same weight loss journey that sets those big goals right to get to instead of looking at the weekly or even the monthly little goals or daily or daily i mean i'm gonna wake up at 4 30 i'm gonna you know <laughs> yeah instead of five and, i'm gonna wake up at 4 30 and go to the gym i'm gonna you, you know but, but it's a mindset yeah it what's discipline right doing the things you don't want to do i don't want to go discipline. run today i did not want to go run today mm-hmm. after the day that we had at school i was like i really just don't want to go run Hey, I was Daniel. like, I've got to, hey, yeah, you know, because I got to, I got a race on Saturdays. It's part of it. But. Do, do you know? Do you know people who run? We're not the food anymore. We don't need to run. <laughs> <laughs> I run so I don't punch people in the face. <laughs> but that reminds me of the old adage. You know, how do you eat? An, how do you eat an elephant? 
one bite, bite at, at a time. time. That's it. I heard that today, actually, on yeah, my I, podcast. I hear yeah. that quite often from my boss. When yeah, yeah. He, he's like, there's a car, tear it apart. One piece at a time. Yeah, now. I mean, like, and you know, that's, I mean, my saw here. Let me cut it all up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that, but that's every part of life. Whether you're, whether you're trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to gain muscle, whether you're Whatever. striving for your dream, it, it's one step at a time. It. It's one bite at a time. It's one piece at a time. You know, you, you talked about breaking horses, Autumn, and training horses. You know, that was your dream to do yeah. at one point. And, and the thing is, like, you're not going to get a horse and just train it like that. Oh, yeah, I know. It takes like years. And <laughs> right. And it's the same way with our dreams is it takes time right. to get there. It's going to take the hours and the sweat and the many running shoes that I've gone through. <laughs> it takes a lot. It doesn't matter it does. what goal it is. Right. No, Even it like doesn't. the horse training thing. Maybe that's later in life. You know, maybe that's later. And that right. may be, you know, the vet may be building into that. Mm-hmm. You may become yeah. a vet in who knows maybe at your vet office you may offer a service to train horses right yeah that'd be crazy but but you might meet clients that you're trying to train horses on the side or you know whatever or or you may i mean you may have that vet office and it's somebody that trains horses that has to bring it to you and then you know now you're hooked up with all these horse trainers Mm -hmm. to be a vet for them you know i mean who knows what's gonna happen yeah no idea (laughs) Yep. You know, that horse training dream may not be for you specifically, but for you to be somewhat involved in that industry. Yeah. You know? I mean. And these goals and dreams don't happen overnight. No. 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 <laughs> not at all. Mm-mm. Not at all. Well, Make life easier. You were saying you had, you had an example <laughs> well, of what. You wouldn't have any struggle. Right. So then well, you wouldn't build your dream. You, you wouldn't You wouldn't build yeah. your life. You wouldn't build your character. I think, no, right. Yeah, I think true. struggling on your dreams is what builds your character a little mm-hmm. bit too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can learn from that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, you are not here. <laughs> Will's returning. She's going, oh, Dad was right. <laughs> I remember him saying this to me. Yeah. Uh, last like, month. <laughs> I didn't like it at the time. right, Jar. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be broke. Yeah, I'd be rich. <laughs> well, no, you wouldn't. You'd be broke because it'd be in your dad's yeah. <laughs> But then, you know, and that's where, that's what we, we are as a family. You know, that's yeah. where she knows that, you know, be both me and her mom are, you know, you know, I, I don't know, dreamers and, and, and nothing stops us. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we find something and we just shoot for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. So an interesting thing I was going to throw in because um, I I didn't actually really have a dream when I was growing up. When I was got out of high school, I went to college for something. I was like, oh, I'm good at this. I like computers. I'll go to college for computer engineering. That's what I'll do. And then found out I was like, yeah, I don't really like all that that much. Like I like computers, but that's not what I want to do. And I just I've done so many different things in in my life. I have I have not had a course i've not had a path i've not had a this is where i'm heading and what i want to do but now that i look back i mean i guess my dream was always just again to to have you know a family i guess is really all i wanted you know a family a home a home you know to be able to just have those things Mm -hmm. so you know i guess the only reason i wanted to throw that out there is because there probably are some people listening who might say i don't know what my dream is and Mm -hmm. I, i i think it's it's okay to not have a specific dream. It's okay to say, I don't, I, I, I want, you know, I don't want to become a doctor. I don't want to become a this. I don't know what I want to do. It doesn't have to be a career dream. It doesn't have to be, it could even be a biblical dream. Again, yeah. I wasn't, wasn't saved at that time. So it, it didn't have that going on either. 
Um, but you know, one of my favorite quotes from, uh, uh, actually from Tolkien is always, you know, those who, uh, all those who wander are not lost or not all who wander are lost. Yeah. It doesn't mean that, you know, that everyone who <laughs> wanders is, lo- is not lost, but anyway, it, you know, I, I went all over, I've done all kinds of things and all those little things have led me to where I am now. And I still wouldn't say I have, I mean, my dream that I have currently right now is just for my wife and I to buy a house sometime again, you know, to own mm-hmm. property again. And so, you know, it's it's okay to also just have a a short dream, a dream that's just a few oh, years yeah. out Absolutely. or just a year yeah. out. Right? I, was, I was just about to say, like, as you were going with that, you know, if we had people listening that are about to go to off to college or are in college now that are going, man, I don't have a dream of what I want to be. I don't know what I want to do. I didn't either. I mean, I, I went to college. I graduated, went to college because I knew that's what was expected and what I needed to do. And or at least I thought. And so I went to college and I wound up squeezing four years of college into eight and changed my major like four or five different times. And, you know, because I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And you I know, feel that that's probably more common than it not. is now. Yeah. I think you've got a real blessing, Derek, to have Autumn on a track. Yeah. Now, don't be surprised if she's halfway through school and she goes, I'm going this way. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> that is not allowed. That's, that's not allowed. I have no comment. <laughs> I went, I, I'm like Daniel. I went into college with going for animal science. Ended up coming out of college with ag econ and sales and marketing. Exactly. I, I went in with for for nursing and came out with criminal justice, and I don't do anything with it. You know, I, I teach and do youth ministry. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, <laughs> and then by the time I was 30, I decided I was going to be an auctioneer. So yeah. <laughs> prove it. Yeah. And yeah. Wait, let me, let me yeah, shut yeah. him down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> let me, uh, let me ask this question then, because okay. I don't know what it's like not to dream. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, me too. Okay. So on like this question to you guys that didn't have those dreams. Now, was there things like you said, you started college to go to animal science and you went to college to do certain things and you went to college. What stopped you from doing that? Like what, what was the moment that says, you know what, this was my dream. This was my goal, but those certain things just stopped you. Was it, was it failure or was it, or was it just saying, I don't have interest in this no more? Or, you know, what were those things? That's my question. You know, yeah. Mine was, Honest. I took an ag econ class that I fell in love with. Uh-huh. And of course, I've always had a background in sales and marketing. So I went with the econ with the minor in the sales and marketing. I didn't see where the animal science was going to put me where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I fell in love with that class. It was the hardest class I ever took. The, the ag yeah the ag, ag econ was the hardest i mean my final my final test was six scantrons which i don't know how many questions is on them anymore because <laughs> i haven't seen one but six scantrons 250 multiple choice and four essays oh my gosh <laughs> yeah they get harder as you go and i yeah. loved it <laughs> and you loved it i loved it mine was crazy funny. Yours is money. <laughs> Mine was money. I uh, it wasn't school I went after, but uh, the the dream of mine. Go ahead and laugh when you hear this, but it was acting. Uh, <laughs> I actually had a 
an acting That's audition one, in Dallas, mm -hmm. and I uh, blew the agents away, and they said, you're going to Florida, and I couldn't afford a trip, so I didn't get to succeed in that, but, but I did a macaroni commercial. For real? It was. Do you have a video mm -hmm. of it? Is this, like, it was is this a, a legit story? No, yeah, was, was, I've heard it. You, it you, wasn't yeah. published, uh -huh. but I did it in front of the audience. Uh, everybody, every talent that was there, all the agents in there, and boy, you had to do a minute and thirty second commercial. How old were you? Eighteen. Nineteen, something like that. That's okay. a really cool story, Randy. Uh, that's I, I never knew that about you. I've known you this long. <laughs> and you, and, and here, here it is. He's I, the macaroni I, kid. Here it is. Here it is. I, I went down there and had no clue what we was doing. I, I passed my first audition in Fayetteville, and they said you're going to Dallas. So I pulled the money up to go to Dallas. Went down there, and boy, I had uh, like I said, had one out of Florida, and one I think was, I can't remember where the other state they wanted me to go. But, but yeah, they tell you get down there and they tell you. We need you to come up with a, one, uh, a minute and 30 second commercial. Nothing. We're not giving you anything. You go do it. You got this long to do it. They had open trials until then. Boy, I, I tell you, well, I don't get very nervous at times, but when you got over a thousand people in a crowd and you got judges up there, I kind of like, I need about 20 minutes to study <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be right back. <laughs> and they all just kind of was like, okay, whatever. 20 minutes, I come back and I said, I'm next on stage. I don't care who's in line. I'm walking up there. And I went up there, and boy, I tell you what, I blew everybody away. It was funny. I don't know where it came from. But <laughs> I'm not funny. But, boy, I tell you what, I, I, the, the best part was my mom and my brother and my grandma was with me. So we was in the motel. I said, hey, I need you guys to run to the store and get me an apron and a chef's hat. And I don't know where I was really going with it. I just popped it off. So when I got back, I had a magic marker on there, and I said, just kiss the cook or whatever, you know, something stupid. And I walked <laughs> out there, and, boy, everybody was dead silent, and I hate when it's dead silent. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know what to do. So I just started off, and, you know, I can't remember the whole thing. But, boy, I mean, just 10 seconds in, and people were just laughing. And I'm like, hey, quit laughing because I can't remember what I'm supposed to say now. So I... Went on for a minute and 30. Boy, I just stepped off stage and they had two or three people. You're going this way. Come on this way. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> now you got to pay to go to Florida. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it was a $5,000 trip. And then, wow. Couldn't do it. That was it. That was it. Wow. That was the end of my acting career. So. Mm, that's kind of cool, though. But it was I fun. I never knew that. That was fun. Now you know. Learn something so new every day. <laughs> what's changed then? Yeah. <laughs> what's changed what? Because. You can get you back into acting. Funny. You can get back into acting. No. You said you're funny, and I'm not funny. <laughs> uh, we, we think I, you're I funny. It, I pulled it out one time, all right? But yeah, that was that was fun. That was one situation that I wish. I don't know where I would have gone with it, but that would have been fun just to see how far you would have went. Just one, yeah. yeah, yeah. How would you your been life have been different? <laughs> I'd you know, probably that's be a, driving my Chevelle by now. <laughs> that's how different I wanted it to be. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so my second dream was to be able to restore cars. And boy, look at me, 40 years old, now. finally got there. There you go. So, Crushing yeah. it. So, it takes yeah. time sometimes, so, right? So money got in my way. Money. It yeah. was not. And, and I was prepared for failure because small town kid being dumb you know i'm gonna go try out for acting yeah that's great <laughs> yeah, i walk up there 
my first audition this is how dumb it was because my wife tells me how dumb it was it was it was a 30 second intro or 30 second uh uh well intro i guess you you go up there and you had to you had to uh it really what i had was like 15 seconds so i dramatized it for a little bit but i did a, i did a scene from fast and furious and they're like yep you're going i'm like what i was like that movie just came out a year ago and you're gonna take me because i said something <laughs> so yeah so i i i that one there they wanted you to just come prepared with something that was already planned so i did that and then so i lived my life a quarter mile at a time <laughs> <laughs> i had my leather jacket on and nice. everything buddy you know? <laughs> yeah huh Nothing. She <laughs> said that was corny. I, I said that um, was so cool. <laughs> yeah, my wife's like, that was so dumb. I was like, yeah, but I made it. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. But yeah worked. So yeah, the first edition was, I don't know where I was in my mind there, but it just seemed like it was fun and everything, like you said, when it, I thought it was an open door for me. And like I said, I wasn't about to break my back for five grand to go down there and I'd like to take a vacation to Florida. I hadn't been there in a long while, but <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. There you go. Yep. What about you? I don't know. Um, so of course I started out in nursing um, because I loved working on the ambulance and helping people. That was something that I just loved doing. And um, so so I went to school for nursing. Did about a year of my nursing prereqs um, and my dad wanted me to take over the business. So I hung up my nursing dream for a business dream. Took one semester of business classes and looked at my dad's like, that's not for me. Um, and so that's when I switched to criminal justice, uh, because that was another thing that I wanted to do was actually go federal agency. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that would have been cool. I mean, that was, you know, I was like, that's going to be so sweet. I get to be, you know, could be feds cause I got a four year degree and da, da, da. I finished it out. Um, just that way I had a degree underneath my belt, uh, in case something ever came up. But you know, when, when God has called you to do something, nothing you do will take that calling away. Um, like if it is like, as long as you follow that. Right. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I was trying to think of, right. I was trying to think of the words, the phrase. So like, like God placed that, uh, that calling of, of ministry in my life. Right. And so it didn't matter how much of my college I was going to do. That calling of ministry was not going to leave, you know, um, now, of course, if I would have gone off the deep end and ran as far away from God mm -hmm. as possible, he would have taken that and removed that from me. But so I just didn't chase the federal agency dream because I knew what God's called me to do. Um, in every church I've been at uh, for 12 years of ministry has always been bivocational. And when you have a criminal justice degree, there's not a lot of second jobs that really right it especially right. trying to be in the law enforcement world and be in the church world at the same time it's so hard to to coexist i know some people that can do it but my my strength was not there mm -hmm. um you know and, and so uh teaching was a passion of mine i love teaching i love working with kids and 
and so that's I went back for education um, yeah. and I got it and you know I mean I like you I failed geez I probably failed the praxis test <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember Cause, those days because you've got you know like with the praxis for education you've got reading math writing that you have to do of those core and then you have the subject content area that you want to teach and then you have uh what they call the plt so like math i passed on the first time no reading i passed on the first time and my wife was like how how did you pass that reading comprehension test so easy that was a struggle for me i said because I read the Bible. <laughs> you King know, James Version. Because, <laughs> like, when you're doing ministry, you know, you got to read it and yeah. comprehend it to be able to regurgitate it to the people. And so I was like, that one was easy for me. Math, I failed like three times. Writing, I failed twice. Social studies, I failed five times, <laughs> you know, but I finally passed it. Mm-hmm. Barely, but I passed it. And so, you know, I mean, that that's something that. I enjoy doing. Um, I don't see that as my long term because that's you know, like I said, God's God's will for me is ministry mm-hmm. in the church, um, and that's something I've struggled with. To be honest, in in my prayer time, going, all right, God, is that really because you've allowed education to open up for me? Is ministry really what you want me to do? You know, and and. And I'm like, I, I just don't, I don't feel it. I don't know it. You know, like seminaries never come in front of me because every church I've talked to, it's like, oh, do you have seminary? No. Okay. Do you have seminary? No. Okay. <laughs> you know, and so like, I'm like, all right, God, then whatever. I, you know. Um, Some of the best pastors don't have seminary. I know. I know. Um, so, you know, I've got education um, and I'm going to do it during the season that God allows me to do it but yeah. I know ministry is yeah. what it is you know whether that's at a cowboy church whether that's at <laughs> yeah, right. a Baptist church some way um, you know whatever it is but but that's yeah so I'm, I haven't achieved the full dream yet of course still chasing still running yeah. you're still I mean, under we, construction we all are you're still under construction we all are yeah we yeah. all are yeah. so what about you Ray well, you know, I, I, if you would have asked me before I became saved, I would have said money as well, because that was actually what why I had to stop going to college, um, because the second semester, about halfway through, or sorry, my second year, about halfway through the first semester, of my second year, I got a letter from the university saying, you need to pay like $2,500 right now to continue going to school. And I'm like, I don't have $2,500. I got, I couldn't get it. My parents couldn't give it to me. I, I was already gotten all the, gr- you know, grants and loans I could get. Um, I didn't get a scholarship because I, I, my senior year, my senioritis was so bad. I had late, uh, late arrival, three lunches, and early release. I took, <laughs> that was my senior year. I wish I was mine. <laughs> I was, I was, I was too smart for my own good, right? I was in all the advanced classes, passed out of everything super fast. I could just breeze through it like it was no problem, and I hit the end of the challenge. And what I should have done my senior year is gone to college taken the PSEO and just gone straight into college but I didn't and there you know again I can blame it on all kinds of different things um, I've you know said in the before in the past two that it was where that was when my father was taking a real tough turn and mm-hmm. he had to quit working and life right. was changing and that definitely does mess with you some but what the reason I said I would have said money back then though is, is because I was working full-time at the time to help support myself and pay for food and all that type of stuff 
um, there was this weird spot I existed in because of my, my, my dad getting all the assistance. He was on Social Security and Medicaid right. and all that. They count that as all his income. And so my mom had a job too. And they're like, well, your parents make plenty of money. It's like, yeah, but my dad's medical bills eat up more than that. Like they, they completely drain everything. They got, they got nothing. And they, you know, that you can't fill that out. FAFSA form. <laughs> There's not an option for that. So I could have, I, but again, the reason I say that I would have said money, but in now what I'd say, it was actually just my sin. And I actually had to look it up real quick, statute of limitations, um, because <laughs> I had become- I had, Seven years for a felony? Five, five, five years for what I was doing, so I'm oh, fine. Okay. Um, I had become a drug dealer. That's what I became. Um, and money got me, I was spending all the money I was making on partying. That's what I was doing. So again, like I said, I was too smart for my own good. I could just get through things without trying right. at all. And I had, and I had no one to, I didn't have anyone to push me. I didn't have anyone to say, okay, mm -hmm. if you're doing this so well, here's the next step, do the next right. thing. And, and I don't blame my parents for this. They were wrapped up in what they had to do. Right. You know, my mom was a full-time <clears throat> caregiver for my dad. And my dad was, you know, going through a, an illness that was, you know, eventually going to claim his life eventually. And, and it was, it was just tough for everybody, but anyway, so. I, you know, I, I got that letter that said you need to pay 2,500 bucks. And I'm like, I don't got it. I don't think I can get it. And you're going to give me, you know, like two weeks to come up with it. And I said, whatever. And I just walked away. So, uh, that was the end of my college career. I did, you know, I went for a year and what half a semester and that was it. And, and then I just, you know, drifted aimlessly for actually quite a few years, just, you know, living the life of the party, hanging out with all kinds of different people, the different scenes that were going on at the time. And, and when I, you know, when I say I was a drug dealer, I wasn't like some, you know, crazy, like <laughs> Netflix movie type drug dealer, not like that, but it was, Snapping you know, rubber bands. The, right, right. <laughs> I wasn't stuffing, stuffing shoe boxes full of cash, but, right. <laughs> but that was because me and my roommates at the time, we just used it to fuel the, our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, we just used it to have a fun. That's, that's literally all we did. And again, I would say that was just our sin now. That's all we were seeking after at the time. So. And it, you know, it, it didn't last forever. It, it, after a while, I was like, okay. When I say a while, I think it was like three or four years of doing that and realizing that, you know, I was borderline alcoholic and, and um, that just, you know, I was like, this is not going to get me anywhere. Like I, you know, you, you can have a lot of fun just spinning in place. That's, that's all you're doing. So that was what, that was what removed, you know, I guess that part of the dream from me. And then it was, it's strange. I've continually had these different things where I'm doing this and I'm like, this is great. This is, I could see myself doing this mm -hmm. for a really long time. And then something comes up and the, either the rugs pulled out or something else comes along and, and away I go, you know, there was a few years there where I was, I was managing a pizza place and just loving it, loved coming in, opening it up, you know, getting everything ready, you know, just had, had really enjoyed that atmosphere and, and, you know, just the whole thing. I was like, I could see myself really doing this. Like, I, you know, I want to own my own pizza place someday. And I was building towards that idea. And then the, the lady who owned the four pizza places, I managed one of them, a buddy of mine managed another one of them. And we were, he was the area manager. So we were kind of all building this thing together. And it was right at the beginning when uh, online gambling started and she got addicted. The owner got addicted to online gambling and lost all her money. Mm. And we literally mm. showed up one day and it was like doors are locked, stores, everything's repossessed because she has no money. I didn't even get my last paycheck, right? <laughs> it was like, yeah, you're not going to get paid. Sorry. 
And so, you know, that changed. And the next thing you know, I'm managing a Valvoline. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I really like working on cars. And there was one of the guys there. He had to, his dad had a shop and he was going to take over the shop from his dad. And we were talking about doing that. I was like, yeah, we could work on classic cars and rebuild them. And those things are worth tons of money. And I spent, yeah, I spent, <laughs> I spent a couple of years just, you know, learning all kinds of stuff about engines and turning wrenches and just, you know, like, this is going to be great. This mm -hmm. is going to be fantastic. And then he got in so much trouble and all of a sudden he ended up having to go off to jail so that i was like um all right that was completely unrelated to what i was doing but still i was like okay so that's not gonna happen what am i gonna do now you and, need to choose better friends oh well, yeah right he, he did eventually <laughs> you think i've got there yet <laughs> nope <laughs> but and 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 so after that, that's when I, I just got a job at the moving company I was working at just to make money, right? I was literally moving furniture because they paid really, really well because it's a really hard job. And I was really good at it. So actually, they, you get tips when moving, right? Like tip your movers, if anybody doesn't know that. Um, but I do pizza. Yeah. Well, that's one thing you can tip. You're cheap. I'm just well, <laughs> it's because it's usually my friends. No, it's true. It's true. There's a difference there. But um I did that for a while and then when they when the you know they were like oh we could get you up into a management position here and then a sales position opened up and i was like that's what i want to do it was like i i think i could really do well at that and so then i transitioned into doing sales and then i did that for a while and then we moved to hawaii with that job because i was mm. a work from home job i could I, I actually was the first one who started working from home doing that job everybody else was in the office and they didn't have a spot for me and i was like i can do this from home and they're like really i'm like yeah 100 percent and it just you know crushed it and so after that everybody was working for home from home and then the the owners ended up selling to somebody else and they changed a bunch of the policies and the main reason i quit doing that is because i just didn't believe in what i was selling anymore the they they had stopped having we were one of the you know one of the best moving companies in minnesota and then it became just one of you know just like all the rest they were subcontracting out to other movers to try to get bigger and, and I just couldn't deal with the complaints. People were just constantly upset because it was like, oh, these people broke all my stuff and everything got smashed. And I kind of want to do that. I don't like selling things I don't like. And that's when I got into the, the, the farming thing because that's what we wanted to do anyway. So right. I started managing the tomato farm and selling lettuce. And I was, you know, doing, I was, I was the second highest paid vendor at the farmer's market. The only guy who made more money than me was the guy selling ahi tuna because, you know, he's selling it at like $20 a pound. And I'm selling tomatoes and lettuce and pulling in over $2,000 a week selling all this, this produce. And things were going really, really well until the, the, the owner, again, and I want to say I was taking advantage of the situation, but what had happened was the owner's wife had gotten diagnosed with a brain tumor on, when they had flown to the mainland. So it went from being a situation where he was like, hey, can you just watch my farm for a week while we're back on the mainland to a, we're not going to be able to come back for nine months. So I just took over. And he just kind of said, you just run it, do everything you can do. And this is how much I need to, you know, pay the mortgage and we'll be good. And so I was just cutting him a little bit each week and that was it. And then after his wife eventually passed away and after he'd gone through that mourning period and he came back and he was like, all right, we're going to get back into this and, and we're going to do this. And he's like, here's the, the plan. He drew out the plan and all of a sudden he was taking, you know, 60% of that. 20 to 2500 dollars i was making every week all of a sudden he's like yeah that's got to go to me and then you get to keep what's left i'm like that's not gonna work <laughs> i can't do that and that's when i got to the coffee farm and same thing there they kept saying they were paying me i got i was making the equivalent of about about 13 14 dollars an hour at the coffee farm because they because i was working 60 to 70 hours a week 
right? So when they, when you planned it all out, now then I got, then I started doing the tours for them and we grew that tour program into something unbelievable. That's when I started getting tips doing tours. And some, every now and again, people would like, you know, slip you a hundred bucks. I do tours for hundreds of people a day, like hundreds of people. We, I'd do a tour of 50 people per tour, one every hour, just going, going, going with people just handing you twenties, people handing you tens. The money was good. They kept talking about, uh, you know, I was trying to make deals with them. There was eight acres of farmland above the farm that no one had owned. I was going to try to buy that. We were going to turn it into more coffee farm, build a new processing facility. It was going to be on my property, but make the deals with them to help them pay for it. I was trying to build something generational wealth out of it. And then COVID hit and all the tourists went away. So then I was back down to like $13 an hour working 70 hours a week and everything going on with COVID. And it's again, again, I keep, you know, I keep having these little dreams and I failed a whole bunch of times mm -hmm. and I still keep, but if I hadn't have done that, the company I work for now, I met that guy at the coffee farm. So I wouldn't have the job I have now if I hadn't have right. done that. And the, the job I have now is enough to support my family. Yeah. We're not, you know, I'm not getting rich. I'm not raking in tons, but we live well. Mm -hmm. My wife, I can help her. I can support the, the my wife and daughter without her having to work because yeah. I, I don't even know how she would work with her illness. So I, I can thank God for that because actually that happened after we got saved, right? That's when that job finally came to me because I had been for just years constantly just struggling. Even at the, the moving company, when I worked there, you know, you don't, when you're moving furniture, it's not like, oh, here's an eight hour day. It's a, you show up and this whole house has to be moved before tomorrow, regardless. So, I mean, we would literally move furniture from 8 a.m. till one or two in the morning sometimes. Mm. Just loading, picking up boxes, picking up dressers, picking up stuff. We, we would load, you know, the moving trucks, not semis, but we'd use the big box trucks. We'd sometimes, some people's houses would take six trucks wow. full oh of stuff. Gosh. And there'd be eight guys and we'd be there till two in the morning. Hmm. Some people have so much stuff. Ridiculous. I know. <laughs> yes, I know. So, and we all have more stuff than we need. So I'm kind of yeah. going on a long trip on this, but I just wanted to show kind of was going through the, again, that I've constantly had these new dreams, mm -hmm. new goals, and every single one of them's falling apart and I never stop. Yeah. But as I say, you, you, like I hear all you guys' story and here's the moral of your, your guys' story and even ours. And I think, you know, this is good for Autumn to hear <laughs> is that you guys never stopped. Right. Yep. Yeah. Never. So like this thing didn't work out, you move to the, the next thing. The, that the dream changes, it, it but changes, but the work doesn't. But the right. work doesn't. Yeah. You guys never gave up. Right. And and that's what that's what you got to do too is, you know, when you're going through these life situations, we fall down, yeah. we fail, or something happens where it's out of our control, but we just keep moving. Yep. yep. You know. Yeah. And that's that's what we got to do. And that's what you have to do in life. Right. Yeah. And we're going to learn these lessons along the way. And not one of us in this room has ever stopped moving. Yep. We've always kept going. We that's, get knocked down, we get back up. You get knocked down, you get yeah. back up. Right. You heard that many times. That song? I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> you get knocked down, you get up again. <laughs> Chubbawamba. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> listen to that music. <laughs> that even music. Yeah, but I, you know, that's I just wanted to hear it, you know, yeah. and, and that's where I think the moral of everybody's story is that we just keep moving and you keep and you keep dreaming. Like right now, your dream is to own, you know, land and a piece of property or house, and mm -hmm. you're still working towards that. Yep. You're still working every day. You're still working towards that. Mm -hmm. You know, yours. I mean, we can go around this whole room and be like, these are our goals and our dreams, and we're still working for we're them. Still. 
they're still in our mind. They're still in our sight, and, but we're going to keep working for them. And I think when you achieve that dream, there's another dream there's another up one. ahead. Oh, yeah. You, mm-hmm. you'll, never, never stop. you'll never achieve the dream but until, once it's in your blood, until you death. You can't stop working. Yes. Until death. So, and here, <laughs> then we'll achieve right, the dream. Right. And here is, here is one of the things, too, is if I get to that goal, it's going to make me happy. Yeah. I hear that all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And you never, you're not going to. Because if you're not happy now, you're not going to be happy when you get it. Oh. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Right. You better be happy now and shoot for that dream and don't expect that dream to make you happy. Yeah. Because you're, it's not going to make you happy. That's talking out of life experience from probably everyone in this table. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes, Autumn, that was to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no words again. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's true. <laughs> it, is, it is very true. But, yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to learn yeah. this along the yeah. way. And, you know, I'm glad you came and uh, you know, it's going to be a struggle and you got to hear from all the guys around the table that whatever dream that you choose and whatever you're shooting for, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. It's going to be a fight. You, you know, you're going to get knocked down. Anything you will, anything worth doing is going to be difficult, right? Is going yeah. to absolutely be, be challenging. Otherwise it's not worth it. Right. But like what I've been learned, like I, what I've been taught is like, if it's God's will, it'd be like, it's a straight path. Well, so like how what's the difference between uh, well so the straight okay. path is it going to be a straight path but there's going to be hurdles there's going to be hurdles there's going to be hurdles there's going to be bumps there's going to be it might be straight but it also and, might go down we talk we, we talk <laughs> about uh, all the time especially as pastors and stuff you know you see God's will you follow God's will and, but we don't tell you how challenging it really is Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because you, I mean, you look at anybody in scripture, you look at any pastor, you look at anybody that's a Christian and you see the challenges and the hurdles. Like, I don't know how many, um, with, with the last church, I gave up on the dream and that's when I ran to law enforcement, but that's not what God called me to do. Mm-hmm that was a challenge and that was a hurdle that I had to learn to get over. And it took me many, many years to get there. Right. And and that's every pastor has a, I feel like has a similar story to that. Maybe not to that extreme of a hurt, but every pastor has some sort of story of a hurdle to where it was like, all right, God's called me into doing this. This was God's will for my life was to do ministry and to serve Mm -hmm him in the church but then this happened right right and that's why we see a lot of pastors now leave because of that hurdle and they never learned how to get over the hurdle that's why we see a lot of people give up on their dreams and give up on following that will that that god placed in front of them whether that's in the church ministry or not Mm -hmm. you know that being a vet i mean i don't know but you know if that's god's will or not yeah. There's going to be the hurdles. You have to cross them. Mm-hmm. Just because the hurdles there doesn't mean that that is God saying no. Okay. That's testing you to see how much you're going to rely on God to mm-hmm. guide you and light that path for you. Mm-hmm. And, and the more, the, the more challenges you face, 
is in my mind is always showing you that you actually are on the right path yeah. because if you're not being tested and challenged by the, the powers that are against us, the, the, the literal fallen angels that are fighting against us is because they don't fear you. I mean, how many it's times did Paul get thrown out of a city for preaching right, the gospel? Right. Or, <laughs> you know? I mean, we could we could bring up every what what is what is uh, Mike calling? They're not stories. They're biblical truths. It's biblical, biblical history. Truth. It's, a, it's yeah, history. historical right? truths. Mostly everybody in the Bible had troubles. Every, every single right? one of them. Everyone right. had a struggle. Whether it was self-induced or whether right. it was placed there to yep. test their faith. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Every single one of them. And, and that's what God wants you to do, though, is when you hit that struggle, he wants you to fall down to him and cry out to him. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus did that. It's a testing of Jesus your Jesus cried out to his father mm-hmm. and cried out when he yeah. was going through struggles. And when he was yeah. going through difficulties, he he, he wept, yeah. right? He cried out to his father. When he was being challenged by Satan in, in, the, in the desert or in the wilderness, he yeah. went to scripture. Right. He yeah. prayed and went to scripture right. to fight against Satan. And that's Satan. how you're going to have to do that and, was when you go through those struggles, you and you know it's God's will is you're going to have to go to God right you're going to have to and sometimes though our flesh self gets in the way to where we're like oh that but that wasn't really what God wanted me to do then so I'm going to step away you know like no no I thought it would be ridiculous we have we have three forces against us right (laughs) oh yeah the flesh sin oh wait no it's the flesh the world and Satan. Yeah, yeah. And right? don't just think Satan's one person. <laughs> it's not one. It's, person. Not, it's not one devil. It's there's not just one ev- evil they, they entity just, fighting against no, you. It is just, an entire army yeah. fighting against you. There are, and they they fight through other people. They don't attack you directly. You're not going to see Satan laughing at you. They come at you through other people. Yeah. And that's how you get knocked down. That's what I've heard continuously is Christians fail because they rely on other people and get let down by other people mm-hmm. and allow that to, mm-hmm. to fall away from God. It wasn't God who failed them. No. It was yeah. people who failed them. So you, you have to do keep that in mind that just because someone, even if someone says they're a Christian, that doesn't mean that they you don't know their walk. You don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. And they, can fa- they will fail you just as often as the lost will fail yep. you. And you can't let that discourage your faith. There, right. that's their issue, and and that's again something I've struggled with against numerous times in in all the challenges we, we face have. across. Yeah, yeah. you, yeah. you yeah. we rely heavily on other people, mm-hmm. and when they fail you, it hurts so much, and and then you then you start looking at yourself, and again, if I wish I would have had the Lord back then, because I found so much peace in going to God when things don't go right. And when things fail, I just, I don't feel the same way I did before when I would just constantly, all I had myself to look at and myself to pity upon mm-hmm. and all that. And it was just a, it was, I was literally Job in the trash heap, you know, yeah. just, uh, it was all my fault. Party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and of course God shows up and smacks him around and says, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a paraphrase. <laughs> a good one. Yeah. yeah. When you fully trust someone without a doubt, you finally get one or one of two results. A person for life or a lesson for life. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and you, I'm not telling you should give up on trusting people either because that's a good point to it. You you can't. You have to, you know. You, you have to keep opening yourself up. You keep opening people up and allowing them into your heart and allowing them into your life. And, and they're going to hurt you. And then you just, you, you wipe the dust off your sandals and move on when you need to and and then but you will find good people if you if you do that i mean because yeah, i'm gonna say a lot of people put their selves first their self-interest yeah, right yeah. you know they oh yeah 
that's how they let you down is they, they, they put themselves first. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, especially out in the world. Yes. Especially so. out in the world. And then you turn your wounds into wisdom. Mm-hmm. Was that, did you? Oh, that was a quote you just had. <laughs> I really thought you threw that, like, pulled that out of nowhere. Where do you get your quotes from? I, I am not that smart. <laughs> the old interweb. <laughs> the interweb. Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Pinterest? <laughs> I, I think you know. Is. I think you're lying. <laughs> no, I'm dumb on these things. Trust me. <laughs> he just Googles it. Yeah. He, yeah. he actually gets all of his quotes from Mike. <laughs> oh. <laughs> smart guy. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> if you say so. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Autumn? You got any questions? No, I think that's it. You guys covered them all. Yeah. All right. We answered all the uh, questions. Yeah. So, so you're going to go right through college, no hiccups, no nothing, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's going to be a That's breeze. not what you said. If you, if you didn't hear anything else, chase the dream. Yep. Yeah. Chase the dream. Well, and, and I know this probably doesn't actually apply quite as much to, to you, Autumn, Just and I don't know you that well, but I'm just saying one of the things I've said to some of the younger people nowadays when I'm trying to explain to them how even being a Christian doesn't make it life easy all no. of a sudden or something like that. Again, I equate it I think back. it makes it harder. I, it does. Yeah. It does. And it, it yeah. I put it. You're going out to society too. Yeah. yeah. And I, I put it to them in, again, a term I think they can understand. It's like it. life is like a video game. If you're on the right path, if you are winning, it gets harder. Mm-hmm. And it gets harder, and it gets it, harder. Yeah, yeah. You, you, it doesn't get easier as you go. Yeah, it gets harder as you go, and that's how you know you're on the right path. If all of a sudden it's easy, I think you took a wrong turn. Yeah, somewhere. you can't go to level one to level twelve. No, no. You have to, you you have have to, to go hit through. all the. Yep. You have to go through all the levels. In Mario, yeah. you can. Oh, you can. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like riding a horse game. up the mountain. <laughs> right, right. Riding a horse up the mountain, <laughs> it gets harder as you get up. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I tell you what, what's more challenging? or what's more rewarding being like yep i took those couple of warps i'm right to the last level and i beat <laughs> mario in 30 minutes or the fact that you fought the entire way through mm-hmm. or like the fighting the challenge you get bigger rewards at the yep. end i don't know it gets boring about five minutes in gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> all i gotta say i beat the original zelda game so i'm good that's oh. that's a challenge you play that See, one that's how to, <laughs> Yeah, you guys are all looking at me like, what is he no, talking, I about? Know talking about? I, know. I don't know what you're talking the about. The original right? Zelda yeah. was hard. <laughs> I, I can beat Solitaire. His next challenge is the Rubik's Cube. Right. But that's also, I mean, that's they, the society is driving people to that whole thing. I look at what games are nowadays. They are, they are. nothing like the games that we had back in the day. I mean, you know, no. Contra, that was a huge one when I was a kid. And everybody knew the code to get 50 lives because if you didn't get 50 lives, you couldn't beat that game. Mm-hmm. Like Contra, because it was, it was the game where when you died you didn't go to your save point you started back over at the beginning just like mario right so if it, it's and luckily life's not that way <laughs> sometimes sometimes it can be, though, that's true i mean that's how we felt when we moved here from hawaii because we were literally like all right we're starting back over at the beginning that's what we did yeah yeah when yeah. we moved here too where we gave everything up moved away you know that's where i grew up and knew everybody all the friends you know like everything yep moved here and didn't know anybody now look at hmm look who you got around <laughs> <That's a friend. laughs> now you got a friend in me I think yeah. he's winning now yeah yeah well anybody else got anything else we want to throw in you got in? another quote I've got I a finisher if we're ready alright I think we are it. okay you were given this life because you're strong enough to live it love it Ooh. there you go mm. quote of the night yep yep it's a good one. She might need that. Send that to her. She can 
pin that up on her Pinterest. My Pinterest board. <laughs> Pinterest board. What is a Pinterest? Uh, uh, it's it's a, actually, it's serious? a site that that women use. Yes, <laughs> yes. And they show their husbands all the time. Can you make this? Yeah. I want this. Can you or, make that? That's why I thought you had a Randy. Like right now, it's floor plans for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, hey, this, this is what I want. This is the house I want. These floor plans. Oh, hey, do okay. you not know if she wants something made, she calls your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talented. If she wants her car fixed, that's when she talks to Randy. So. I got somebody for that. Too. <laughs> he doesn't know how to work on a Ford. <laughs> it's true. Maybe old ones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't. <laughs> it's okay, I don't either. Yeah. That's because they break down all the time, right? That's exactly. how I know how to work on yeah. them. That's why they're all in the shop anyway. <laughs> well, Jenny, uh, you good over there? I'm good. All right. All right. Well, hey, we appreciate it. You're just now noticing that? <laughs> he's even got a, you know. Well, he's got the phone, he's got the phone book phone underneath, underneath him. So. I feel like chair. my chair kind of has a little sway in the palm. <laughs> well, hey, we appreciate you guys joining us uh, tonight on Spiritual Debriefing. Autumn, every time we have a guest, we ask them to close us in prayer. So, you got it. Thanks. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for letting me be here tonight as a guest and learn why we need a dream and how to follow your path even though we need to go through struggles and how we need to fall and cry to you, God, when we're going through the struggles. And thank you for letting me be here tonight. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Debriefing, a podcast supported by First Baptist Church Hawassi. Please like and subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified when we post new episodes, as well as check out our past episodes. We'll be posting new podcasts every other Thursday. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have questions you'd like us to answer, comments, or feedback on the podcast, please contact us through our social media or email us at dmeadows at fbchawasi.com. Thank you, and we hope God blesses your day.